the key is having that balance uh, between having money in the market, the, the right balance of, of risk, along with having some money in those other buckets as well. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Well, everyone wants to get better investing advice. They want to know where they can invest their money. Well, I think in order to answer that question, you have to understand the three worlds of money. So today on this episode of the Retirement Reality Podcast, we'll do that. We'll break down the banking world, the insurance world, and the Wall Street world. We'll do that as always with Mike Coyne, and he is the founder and owner at Principal Preservation Services. Mike, welcome in. How are you? I'm doing awesome, Ben. Thanks for having me again and looking forward to uh, talking about this topic. Yeah, I am too. I think it's going to be a good conversation. We also have a couple of mailbag questions we're going to answer at the end of the show, so stick around for that as well. But if you don't know Mike, he has co-authored Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success. You often see him on WCCO-TV as well, and you can find his business online at principalpreservationservices.com. So let's jump into the three worlds of money. I think it's a great conversation. We, we kind of teased it a little bit on our last episode about how to be properly diversified, and part of that is understanding these three worlds. So we're going to break it down into each world and then explain in each one of those the uses, the pros and cons, and kind of how we miss you each one of these categories. So let's kick it off with the banking world, Mike. Um, what are the best uses of the banking world? I guess, what is it and what are the best uses? Yeah, we're just looking at, obviously, that safe money at the local bank that you mo- most people bank at. Now, we're going to see more people are doing banking online to get a little bit better interest than the local banks. But, you know, this is where you have your checking, your savings, possibly a CD, money market account. Um, you know, this is money that you should be, you know, putting aside uh, for that emergency and anything that you need in you know in a reasonable amount of time maybe you're doing some remodeling you're buying making a big purchase buying an RV buying a car whatever that might be but we recommend for people who are still working to have 3 to 6 months of your monthly expenses set aside in this kind of you know the bank now if some people feel like the bank doesn't pay me enough they're paying <laughs> on a savings account, maybe 0.6% on a, on a uh, one-year CD. So some people are like, I just keep cash. And I'm like, that's fine. Just make sure it's safe and it's locked up and and nobody's going to be able to get that out. But yeah, three to six months while working. But once you're retired, when you're on that fixed income, you're on maybe social security and a pension and taking investment withdrawals, you don't want to be using your IRAs and 401ks for your emergencies. So uh, that's why we recommend up, upping your monthly uh, reserves in the bank to about six months to 12 months. All depends on what your spending habits are. But that, that's what we, we believe that's the best place for those emergency funds. So with the banking world, so I guess some of the pros are, you know, keeping that emergency fund, keeping it safe. But what are maybe some additional pros? And then what are the cons for the banking world? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, the pros are just it's liquid and it's safe, right? Those are kind of what we're looking for in that bank money. It's, you know, it's FDIC insured. I mean, we hope it never gets to that because that could take a while to get your money back if a bank closed. But reality is for the most part, they're secure um, and it's liquid. So it's accessible. When you need that money um, on a short notice, you just drive up the bank, you write a check, it's there. That's the pros for it. The cons are it just doesn't keep up with inflation. You know, with inflation, uh, rates have jumped. I mean, you know, we say 3.2, but it might be 4% roughly right now of, you know, inflation. You're losing money if you have, you know, too much money in that, that place, in that, in that, uh, the bank. So uh, again, 0.1%. 
on a savings or money market. You know, we can go online and maybe we see people get Discover savings accounts, Capital One savings accounts, American Express savings accounts, things like that to get some better money, better return on their uh, investment there. But it's really not going to keep up with inflation regardless. Okay, makes sense. What are some of the ways that people then misuse this category? Too much in this category is is a uh, it's going to hurt you. So, for example, if you know if you have a hundred thousand dollars in your savings account or combination savings and checking, and maybe your expenses are four thousand a month, right? You know, at the worst, you know, twelve months of of that is um, you know forty eight thousand, so roughly say fifty thousand dollars, and you got a hundred thousand in there, that's just overkill. Uh, unless you're making a big purchase or doing some big remodeling or something like that, I would recommend don't keep that much money in the bank because you're losing. Uh, you know, you have $50,000 in excess. You actually have over two years of your expenses set aside. So if inflation, just let's make it three. Um, if you have $100,000, you should be making $3,000 a year of uh, just to keep up with inflation. Well, your reality is you're going to get probably about 100 bucks a year. <laughs> so you're, you know, you just lost uh, the value of that. Your $100,000 this year would be next year equivalent to having only about $97,000. You know, you're losing your buying power by not keeping up with inflation. So that's the biggest misuse is uh, people having too much in that category. And, um, you know, they're just not getting enough return on their investment. All right. So that's the first world, the safe money, safer money banking world. Now let's take a look at the insurance world. Um, this is world number two we're going to talk about. What are the best uses for this? Um, also, there's some, some good security with this. I mean, there are some versions of the insurance world. So we're looking at you know annuities. So when people say, oh, annuities, here you go again. Well, uh, don't get caught up in the whole word annuity. Annuity just means it's a contract. It's a contract with an insurance company. But there's different types of contracts. We don't focus on the variable annuities. Uh, that's uh, with a broker-dealer. Uh, they're non-fiduciary investment. You know, we don't offer those. Those are higher fee investments out there. But what they can offer you is a return. Like one thing that we work with our clients here is safe money through a fixed index annuity. And one thing that we like about that is it's a good way to hedge uh, protection in a down market. So for those clients who are who are retired in the market, if the market's down, this is what happened last year, Ben, when uh, coronavirus hit and people have two of these accounts. They have money in the market. They actually have money in uh, one of these fixed index annuities because you can't lose. And if the market was down, you know, it actually lost 34%, but let's just say your account was down 15%. Uh, we don't want you to take any withdrawals from that, um, the market side. So we actually switched their withdrawals from the market to one of these fixed index annuities because you, you didn't take it out of a down market. You allowed the market time to recover. And that's the best, you know, kind of the purpose that we're using this uh, fixed index annuity for our clients. All right, let's talk about some of the pros and cons then of the insurance world. What do you need to be thinking about here if we want to invest our money in this area? Yeah, a couple pros. Uh, first of all, they, they are secured as well, um, not through FDIC, but this, there's a called a state guarantee association that, that gives insurance coverage for it if any of these companies were insolvent. So people are saying, are they safe as the bank? I go, actually, they're safer because banks actually only have to keep about 10 cents on the dollar in reserves where these insurance companies actually have to have matching dollars that they could liquidate um, in reserve. So, and they actually have this, the same coverage as well, two, a quarter million dollars per contract. Safe from market losses, these FIAs, when the, if the market's negative, uh, the worst you can do is zero. So typically they add interest one time a year. And that's how majority of these work. Well, last, you know, 
if your anniversary date was April, say April 1st of, of 2020, right after the coronavirus bubble kind of ended, for the most part, you didn't lose anything. You, you, weren't, you didn't lose a dime. But here's the, the pro for that. So then what happened this year for those people who had their anniversary dates end of March, beginning of April this year? Well, a lot of them made a lot of money in a 100% safe account. I, literally, I had clients make, um, in some of their allocations, over 30% in 100% safe account. And people are baffled. They said, there's no way you could do that. I go, I have records to show that. But we usually do a blend through different allocations. And um, I have a statement right here that, um, made 23.2% from last year to this year in a 100% safe account. Now, one of the, the cons of these are about these safe FIAs are they're just not 100% liquid year by year. They're 10% liquid per year. And I said, that's okay. I mean, are you going to be, you want to take 100% of your IRAs out in a year? Absolutely not. That's all taxable. So we just want to prepare a distribution plan where you're just going to be taking money out periodically every year or maybe every other year. We have, most of our clients have a couple of accounts, so you're not taking it just from one account each year. So we can go back and forth from one IRA to another, but it's a great plan for, for most people in retirement. And that 10% liquidity feature is is not a hindrance for 95% of our clients. It's, it's really not. Uh, a lot of good information there. What are then some of the misuses then for people that uh, put their money in the insurance world? Yeah, well, understanding. I think some people that come in our office that have maybe a, a variable annuity. Again, we don't offer these. I'll say 90 plus percent of them don't understand how they work. They have a misunderstanding that they're safe on the variable annuity side. Um, not true. Now, they're not meant for 100% liquidity. So if some people put money into it, and then a year or two years later, they want their money out, I go, that was never the intention of, of using this. If you need your money and you know, all of it out in a, in a short period of time, this is not uh, the investment vehicle for you. I will say also, what we're finding is people who come in here with these variable annuities, a lot of them, they don't need income, but those variable annuities are set up for monthly income. And, you know, they're paying a price for that. And they've been paying a fee for that. And you can't get out of that fee unless you get out of that total, that investment. So, yeah, just be careful and have you know, full disclosure, understanding what they have. If you have a variable annuity, we definitely do a review. We call the company who, who uh, holds your money and find out, is that the best investment for you to hold long term or not? And find out if there's any better options for you uh, with those uh, annuities. Got it. All right. So we're down two worlds, banking world insurance world. That leaves us with the final world, <laughs> one that everybody is probably very familiar with when you hear the word Wall Street, but the Wall Street world, Mike. So I guess this is very much investing, stock market. What are the best uses of putting your money here? Yeah, historically, the stock market is the best place to uh, hedge against inflation. And we see in, in rising inflation. This is the best place to, over a long period of time, to beat that. So as uh, the bank's obviously not that, and bonds aren't going to be that in an increasing rate environment, bonds actually lose money. So we're looking at equity stocks. Um, they, that's the best place to hedge against inflation. All right. So then what are the pros and cons? Then I, I kind of have a pretty good idea of what these might be, but I'm sure you'll have a few that I haven't thought of yet. Yeah, I, I think you know, growing your account long term, when you have time on your side, the best thing is just kind of, you know, just keep contributing to it. Keep uh, you know, dollar cost averaging we've talked about before, and that's when you're working and you're funding your 
your 401ks, your IRAs, you're constantly adding money to it on a monthly basis. You're averaging that cost of the investment, whether the market's low or high, it's gonna average that cost, which is gonna benefit you. And you also get those employer matches and those employer sponsor plan, that's great, because that's what they're investing in. They're investing in the market. You know, employers aren't matching money in the bank. They're not matching money in the insurance industry. They're matching money in the market. So that's going to serve you you best over the years because you're going to have that money grow and compound. And so that's a great place to do it in, in those those early years, you know, well, your working years, I should say. But as you get older, we're going to make some changes and, and having too much in that category, you know, can definitely hurt you uh, if you're too aggressive in that. So, you know, I know you're going to ask, you know, what's the, the pros and cons? The pros are you're going to get some nice gains. Of, of course, the cons of being in the market is you're going to be subject to some losses. And it all depends on what you're invested in. Now, typically, the older we get, the less risk we should be taking on. So we should um, make sure that your the percentage of money you have in the market is actually invested the way you should be invested, whether you're a moderate rate you know, investor, moderately aggressive, aggressive, or on the other side, conservative or moderately conservative. So you have to make sure that you have the appropriate amount of money that you believe is, is appropriate for you. And that's why you're gonna be working with a financial professional that's gonna help you navigate through this. It's hard to figure that out on your own. And it, you know, going back to the insurance world, you have to work with somebody. You can't do it yourself on that side. You can't go directly to any of these companies and say, I wanna, I, uh, I want to uh, create an application and put my money in here. They says, no, you gotta contact a, a firm or an individual. You can't just come to us directly. So, uh, but, the Wall Street, you know, version, you can do your, your own investing if you choose. But the key is having that balance uh, between having money in the market, the, the right balance of, of risk, along with having some money in those other buckets as well. Uh, because you can, you know, take on some losses and you have time to make up those losses. So it's good to know what you're investing in because, you know, are you subject to a, maybe a, a 20% loss, a 30% loss, a 40% loss that we have another year like 2008? Um, that main year of the real estate bubble, because it could take you a long time to get your money back. Last year was, uh, you know, a rarity where we could see that people got their money back within about a, a six-month period. The money had, you know, recovered, or less than six months, the S&P had come back. That's rare. We look at the real estate bubble, it took five and a half years to get your money back. <laughs> From where it was to the down and to back up, if you were not in, uh, contributing money, it was a five and a half year window to break even. Wow. You don't have five and a half years to wait to take your money out in retirement. So that's why you have to have that proper blend. Then I guess the misuses here then are just taking on too much risk and just having too much invested. Is that right? Yeah, kind of blindly just doing same, things the same way. You know, like you, you said, we don't put all of our eggs in one basket, right? On the previous podcast episode, People agree with that, but they come in our office and they have 90, 95, 99% of all of their financial assets in the market. And, you know, they can't afford that risk. And then I say, well, what's your risk tolerance? What are you comfortable with with losses if we were going to have a, a bad year in the market? I just want to know what your comfort level is. I go, my comfort level is zero. I go, then why do you have 95% of your money in the market? Hmm. You know, it goes, well, I was told that this was a good diversified portfolio. I go, diversified risk portfolio is, doesn't mean it's safe. It doesn't mean you're immune right. from losses. I said, go back to your advisor and ask him to show you this diversified portfolio, what it did in 2008. I said, because there's no way this is diversified from losses. If you want to avoid losses, you can't have that percent of money in the, in the market. So, no, avoiding losses is not, <laughs> it's not what you, everybody can do because it's, 
there's no way you can be in the market and avoid losses. So that's why we we, we want you to be properly diversified over all these three buckets that you had mentioned, Ben, you know, the banking world, the insurance world, the Wall Street world. It's good to be diversified through all three buckets. Most people come from their broker-dealer world or just their employer-sponsored plans, and they all they know is bank and market, bank and market, and that's yeah. it. And another thing I ask people, too, is, you know, we're in a different time rate. You know, we will probably see bank, you know, interest rates go up at the banks eventually with inflation here. But if it was like, you know, the numbers were in 2006, 2007, where you can get a five-year CD at 5% or maybe even 7% back then, I ask people, if they were paying those kind of rates today, would you get, who would have more money in the bank than they'd have, <laughs> than they would have in the market? Mm. Almost everybody raises their hand. Yeah. So I said, so you said you like the level of safety, but you're trying to chase a better return and you're taking on a lot more risk than you really want to because you're just trying to chase a better return. And really that's what it is. Their heart's really not in the market as much as it is. They're just trying to get their money to grow for them. But there's other ways to do it. And that's why we like the the insurance world with the FIAs. Our goal is not to, we've had, again, I said clients made over 20% last year, some did. But our goal with that money is to average 4 to 5%. You want to beat inflation, and it's 100% safe. So just having that balance over these three will, will help your retirement be a lot more, I guess, a lot less wavy. <laughs> yeah. You know, with the ups and downs, a little, you know, it's, it's going to be, um, the outlook is going to be more determined than more speculative by having a proper balance in these three buckets. So that's just the approach that you take with your clients and is just to try to find a pretty good balance across all, th- all three. I guess I guess there's no certain mm-hmm. percentage for each one, right? Because everybody's going to be different, but you still want to utilize each one of these? We do. We we do want to utilize all of these. And it's going to look different from, from client to client based off their age, to be, you know, based off their, uh, we give them a risk assessment, what their comfort level is for investing. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, maybe they already have all their expenses covered between Social Security and maybe pensions. And so they said, you know what, what do I have to lose? Because all my bills are paid for from residual income coming to my my bank account every month. This is just extra money. And so they said, I feel like I can take some deeper risks with this money because I don't have to be dependent on it besides you know, maybe you required minimum distributions at age 72. So everybody's situation is different. Most people, I'll say most people are going to need to take some money out of their their uh, investments uh, outside of their RMDs just to make their ends meet in retirement. What, um, one last question, what what do your clients typically prefer? Do they prefer one of these worlds more than the other? You know, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, the comfort level people have with Wall Street um, as we've seen changes even this year, you know, with, you know, new leadership here, um, they're getting less and less comfortable as they, the older they get. We're finding a lot of people said, you know, I, I really enjoyed managing my money, but you know what? I'm approaching retirement. I'm getting a little tired of it. And I, I want to just pay somebody to do it because I want to enjoy retirement. Um, so more people are pulling back from Wall Street. A lot of people are, are really diving in and loving the index annuities, even though, you know, it scares them at first because they don't know what, Annuity. What is an annuity, right? I said, well, yeah. Social Security is, your, is an annuity. Your pension is an annuity. So don't get caught up on the term annuity. That you know, we, we like those. Uh, the index annuities that we help with, majority of our clients have no. They're not designed for income. They're just designed for safe growth. So don't get caught up on that. It doesn't mean you can't take your money out each year. It just means you can't take it all out each year. Ten percent is is plenty. And when people understand how they really work and see the rate of returns, they're like, we want to put all of our money there. I said, you can't. 
you just cannot. It, it's not suitable. The states don't allow it, nor would I, nor would the companies. Um, each state is different. There's a, a percentage, typically, of your investments that you're allowed to put into into that. So we have to you know, do a, a deep analysis to make sure what is appropriate for you. Maybe um, 45, 50% of your retirement assets you could do at most in, into those um, index annuities. Very good. Well, hopefully this gives you a better understanding of the three worlds of money, their different uses, and how Mike and his team at Principal Preservation Services uh, utilizes them for their clients. But again, if you want to learn more about it, talk more about it with Mike to see if you're properly uh, diversified and invested, you can always reach out to him via the website, principalpreservationservices.com, or you can call him directly at 855-987-8888. All right, a couple of mailbag questions before we get out of here today. We got one from Michael. It says, I have several old 401ks from companies that I used to work for, and I'm getting tired of keeping up with all these statements. Can I just combine them all into one account? Or maybe the question is, should I combine them? Yeah, I think that's a good question, and I think it's it's wise to not just leave them, you know, linger behind, you know, to keep up with them, forget about them as well. We believe it is wise to put them into an IRA. Um, if these are all, you know, I don't know what your age is, Michael, but for the current 401k that you might be having, if you're not 59 and a half or older, you can't do an in-service rollover to an IRA, but any past employer's 401k, you have the authority to roll those into an IRA, and we recommend doing that. Um, why? Because first of all, you you have better options to pick from. You can pick the investment options that actually fit you, not just the allocation options that your past employers chose for you. Um, maybe ten or twenty options that they gave you, where you have you know hundreds of thousands of different options here in an IRA, and then it just makes things simple. You could put whatever those are, you know, three or four of them or whatever into one account. And long term, we always kind of plan ahead for our clients as well as. There's going to be more benefits for you in retirement to have IRAs than it would be to 401ks because once you reach those RMD years, Michael, if you kept all your 401ks, and let's just say you had five of them, that means you have to take your RMD from each separate account. You cannot combine the values. By putting it into an IRA, at least it's going to give you more flexibilities out of one investment account rather than five. (laughs) So it's going to simplify things, and you'll be able to keep track of that, and then you'll if you don't like that IRA, you can roll it to another IRA tax-free as well because um, you know, it's that money's tax-deferred. Thank you for that question, Michael. Uh, one more from Frida. She says, I've heard people advertising that they can teach you ways to avoid paying taxes in retirement. This sounds like a scam to me, so I haven't even looked into it. What's it all about? Well, there could be a couple things they're talking about. Maybe they're just talking about converting money to your Roth. Uh, so once you reach that required minimum distribution age of 72 and beyond, that um, you don't have any IRAs or 401ks or 403bs left. And those are those taxable amounts. And so I have a couple clients that majority of their retirement savings is in Roth. And so what happens is when they're in retirement, because that Roth, those Roth distributions do not count as income, you already paid your taxes on it, now they're, they're going to be in a zero tax bracket. So they won't pay any federal taxes at all. Um, their state taxes are very limited. Only thing they have to pay taxes on, I think, is a, just a tad of Social Security. But they're pretty much no taxes in retirement because they did enough conversions and they also contribute more money to Roth accounts than they do their traditional 
accounts of their 401ks and that's helping them. There are some other options that you could possibly look at. Uh, there might be somebody talking about some taking tax-free loans out of some insurance cash values. That's a totally diff different, deeper subject we've helped some clients with, but it's not the feature or, or the, the mainstay of our business. Um, some people have a whole business model on that. Uh, we don't. We believe in more traditional investing long-term uh, through the market and through things that we understand with your IRAs and, and Roth accounts. Good question, uh, Frida. Uh, definitely not a scam. I guess the bigger picture issue is there is ways to avoid yeah. you know, lower your tax uh, liabilities and retirement. So you definitely want to be asking about that. And you can always do that over principal preservation services. But whoever it is, make sure tax planning is on your list to yeah. take care of. And plan ahead. I mean, if you have plenty of time, the sooner you start converting money to Roth, uh, we say we short term, you might pay some more money in taxes, but long term, you won't. And so that that could be a huge benefit by planning ahead for that. All right, we'll end it there. Thank you, Frida. If you have ever question for Mike, send it yes, in. Thanks, Principal, Frida. Yeah, thank you. PrincipalPreservationServices.com. That is the website, and you can call them directly at 855-987-8888. They have offices in Woodbury, Minnesota, and Hudson, Wisconsin, so whatever is most convenient for you to go in and meet with them, but you can always schedule a call and get that process rolling. Mike, thanks for taking us through these three worlds of money. It gives us a better understanding of, of how they're utilized and maybe where you want to invest your money, but always reach out to a professional, have a plan to do that. Yeah, thanks again, Ben, and thanks for a great job for uh, leading the way on this uh, podcast. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Please hit subscribe. We would love to have you uh, follow on the show every time we release a new episode. We're doing it every two weeks. We'll have a new one coming soon. We'll look forward to talking to you then. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.